What is the upskies, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast, episode 8. And I'm just going to start it out by saying that I've been listening to a few of these wrestling episodes lately, and I'm going to change it up just a little bit in format more so. Just I'm going to keep it the same. We're going to talk about all the shows. Don't worry about that. I'm not adding any more because I think we're at enough because I don't want to be breaking two hours too often. But I'm just going to, like, take less notes on, like, the moves happening every match and more about, like, the storylines that are being developed around everybody or what I think might be going to happen, you know, my predictions and stuff like that. I think that's more entertaining to listen to than, you know, saying, oh, there's a nice suplex. I'm still going to do that, but for things, in my opinion, that, like, really, really catch my eye, like something that gets... Full slow-mo, meaning that someone took a full-on shot in the face or just a really hard shot in general, you'll get a full-on slow motion. If it's just, like, a cool-looking move on camera, they'll do, like, slow-mo, slow-mo, and then speed it up for the impact because there isn't, like, a full-on impact. There isn't a real impact there. But when they do a full slow-mo, man, oh, yeah, I'll let you know when I see them because I love that shit. Uh, I'll make notes of, like, certain things that I really like to geek out about, like chops, you know, just chops on the chest. I am, I am a chop fiend. I love, uh, I love the art of a good chop and the, and wrestling man. And some dudes out there just have ridiculous ones. And I like to shout them out cause it's, it's awesome. It's, it's an art form. It's an art form to be able to produce a beautiful sounding chop that also like not ruins your opponent's life, but you know, is, you know, it, it, it is, um, what do you call it? What's the word? Convincing to the crowd because it's real ass impact and mm, with a nice fucking whack like Walter and stuff. Mm, so good. So I'm going to be doing that. So these are the kind of notes that I'm going to be taking uh, f going forward. So try to lighten the load a little bit, but still getting uh, the information that you would need, say, if you miss it one week or you miss a show, you can come here and listen to it and I should be able to fill you in very nicely if you miss a week or if you just don't watch it and still want to keep your eye on it that's what I want this podcast to be more about so instead of like just me geeking out of the wrestling moods because I'm more into the wrestling I don't know I'm I, I a little bit I'm like 65% more so into the wrestling because I just appreciate a really good ass wrestling match so you know don't judge me so saying judge let's kick into Monday Night Raw in Washington DC we're kicking the show off with Judgment Day, kicking, uh, <laughs> they're kicking things off, Rhea Ripley comes out, and she's in the middle of the three people here, so she's in the middle of, of Finn Balor and, um, Damian Priest, I find that very interesting, so, like, is she the leader now? I really hope so, because I think she's the best of the three, and I would love to see a female leader of a, of a group with men in it, I don't know, if, I don't recall anyone doing that in recent memory, or if ever, so that would be a really cool twist. The crowd really doesn't like Damien Priest. He gets massive what chance, like, pretty much whenever he speaks, except for one part where he kind of pisses them off at the end. And they give him some booze, so he kind of won, won it over at the end. But, like, the what chance for him especially were very loud. Rey Mysterio attacks them one on three, and he gets the better of the three of them until Rhea Ripley dares Rey Mysterio to hit her. But he just won't do it. Boo. Why does WWE continuously just back away from that? Like, so many other companies don't shy away from that. And, you know, I don't think there's a big problem with that. Especially with Rhea Ripley versus Rey Mysterio. She's arguably bigger than him. So, I think she's a good candidate. They weren't they weren't shy with, Ch with uh, China. So, why not make Rhea Ripley the new China? Because I think she would fit that, like, way better than the actual China. You know, might be a hot take me saying that. But I'm going to say it. Like Rhea Ripley. 
Rey Mysterio is beaten down by the Judgment Day. Finn uh, with a brutal-looking coup de grace on Rey Mysterio with the chair. And he just landed, like, right on him. Like, usually he'll, like, you know, kind of skip his feet across the opponent. But nah, he just laid right into Finn, or right into Rey Mysterio with his feet, with the chair. And he just kind of, like, just kind of kept his feet on top of Rey Mysterio. It was pretty brutal-looking, I'm not going to lie. Very nice. Um... If Rhea Ripley becomes the leader of Judgment Day, that's what I think is the best move because I think uh, she's clearly the best person in the group and she gets the best reactions out of the crowd, in my opinion. Like, Finn Balor right now, it's kind of like, nah, and then Priest they really dislike. And Rhea Ripley, I think so far since she joined the group and Edge left it, she's been, like, the best by far. Uh, next, we're going into our match. Our first match of the night, Asuka and Alexa Bliss going up against Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. This is round one of the women's tag team tournament. Uh, Bianca Belair also comes out. She is looking to watch this match to make sure there's no shenaniganery. Uh, we, they have a fine tag team match. Asuka makes Dewdrop tap out uh, to an armbar for the W. And moving on to the next round is Asuka and Bliss. Both teams gelled well. I really like the Nikki and Dewdrop team. I just think they're a really good pairing, you know, two uh, uh, nice young ladies with uh, accents uh, of the European style. I really dig that. I think I think they're kind of slowly changing uh, Nikki's gimmick just a little bit because tonight she came out with, like, black uh, black coat on, but she still was rocking the, the superhero uh, face cover, so I don't know what they're doing with her. I think they're trying to slowly do it, like, nice and easily, so it's not too shocking, but uh, I noticed it. Uh, uh, after that, Bailey and crew get into it with Asuka and Alexa. Uh, they're talking shit to each other. Io and Dakota with uh, Will Face Bliss and Asuka in round two. So that should be a pretty good round uh, matchup there in round two. I'm thinking that Io and Dakota should probably win that regardless if you're trying to get these new people over. I think they should go pretty far in this tournament. I don't know if they're going to win it, but I think they should be at least in the top four or if not in the finals. So that's what I'm thinking. Theory is interviewed backstage. He talks about the money in the ba and uh, his money in the break money in the bank briefcase jeez uh until ziggler shows up mr zig zig he's just all over the shows now i love it and he talks about how he cashed in successfully one of the one of the better cash-ins of all time they exchange unpleasantries until dolph ziggler just hits a fucking headbutt out of nowhere on theory hits him right in the face that made me giggle uh, they fight all around backstage till they are separated. Oh, baby. This should be a really fun rivalry, man. Uh, Theory versus Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good for both guys. Like, Ziggler's going to make Theory look like a million bucks. And I think Theory is solid in the ring that he's going to have good matches in the future here with Dolph Ziggler. Next, we go to uh, Miz and Champa. They're interviewed in their bright freaking green neon outfits. Wolf, I don't know, man. It's just shocking to the eyes. Uh, looks okay, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to see it live uh, maybe next week on Raw. So, yeah, I'm going to be there in Toronto. Uh, my wife and I are going to our first Monday Night Raw. I'm so fucking excited. I'll tell you more uh, once we get further in the show because I can geek out about it a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, had to mention it again. Thank you very much. So excited. Miz gives Champa. Uh, these matching Pokemon-looking cards, but they have pictures of the Miz and Champ on it. Not in Pokemon style, but the card looks like it. Similar to how, um, what's his name? Jake Paul comes out with his, uh, Pokemon, his most rare Pokemon card of all time. I fucking absolutely love that. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, that was awesome. I was like, oh my god, they have Pokemon cards! And my wife's like, 
yeah, whatever. She wasn't into Pokemon like I was. I love my Pokemon cards. Not really anymore. I just have my old ones from when I was a kid. I love those. And the video games, of course. Uh, these two as a pairing have really grown on me lately. I'm not going to lie. I was weary at first about these two teaming up together. But yeah, no, lately it's been really good. I'm digging it. So we go into a match. Champa and Miz versus Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. Okay. Okay, interesting. Starting to see uh, some more tag teams forming now on uh, both SmackDown and Raw. So Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali teaming up here for the first time ever. Ali does this like wild dive through the ropes and Champa like sells it crazily, flies into Corey Graves over the announce table. That was really good. Had a giggle. Both teams displayed some good chemistry. Cedric looked good, but Mustafa barely did anything other than the dive, and he took the pin from Champa after taking a fairy tale ending. So he grabs the pin. Doesn't look very good. I mean, Cedric did most of the offense. Uh, I thought uh, um, Mustafa was going to come in for a hot tag, but he just kind of comes in and gets shut down. So I don't know. He did not look very good, but Cedric looked really good. I like Cedric Alexander as a wrestler. He just doesn't really have much of a gimmick yet. He's been. I think he'll find one here with Triple H. I think they'll find something good for him. But these two as a tag team, I like that. So, fine match overall. Nothing special. But I did like both teams so far. They were both pretty fine. Good to see that they are trying to fix the pretty uh, barren wasteland of a tag team division in the WWE. It's pretty, <coughs> it's pretty fucking dry up there. You know what I'm saying? Next, we move into Drew McIntyre. He's shown walking to the ring, but a bunch of dudes are spraying down a trash can with a fire extinguisher. Uh, no idea what the hell was going on there. May have very well been a trash can on fucking fire. But that was super random. Drew just, like, looks at it and he's like, the fuck, I'm bigger than this. I don't need this shit. Reminds me of when that random fan ran in front of Batista and went, and then freaking the security runs by and chases him. It seems so fake, but apparently that was real. And I remember watching that happen live and I was like, looking at my dad. I was like, what the fuck just, was that... And, like, yeah, apparently it was real. So, yeah, that shit was cool. Uh, Drew out in the ring now uh, to talk to the DC crowd. He cuts an awesome promo. He's really firing on all cylinders. Great matches. He is cutting great promos here. He lists off a couple of dream matches that he, he would like to see him do in the future as the new champion if he wins it. That would be awesome. And one guy who forgets to mention comes out. <coughs> Excuse me. That doesn't really fit this man that much right now but kevin fucking owens comes out to join the party oh fuck yes goodness gracious excuse me he cuts an equally excellent promo because he's one of the best in the game man on the mic always has been he says prize fighter ko is back oh fuck yeah that's a thumbs up with the hard face i absolutely love this uh, that was a kevin owens that i kind of missed when he first came up but he is a guy that i fell in love with pretty much instantly when i saw him i was like wow this guy is not only canadian he's a different looking guy he's a little bit pudgy but he's amazing on the mic he's very entertaining and uh, yeah, dude, this is what an unscripted promo segment looks like, folks. This is this was absolutely excellent. I'm giving this a double thumbs up. One of the best, uh, most passionate, real promos I've seen from the WWE in a long time. This was awesome. Two of the most underutilized talents in the WWE the last couple of years just showing off their skills here. Excellent stuff. Giving that a clap and a thumbs up. Great stuff. 
Drew McIntyre versus Kevin Owens after that. So they just want to get it on right now, King. They're going to get it on. Really enjoyed the way they are mouthing off to each other, like, throughout the whole match and before. It was really good. Trading some really entertaining taunts. We get a crotch chop from fucking Kevin Owens. Made my wife laugh because I'm like, yo, you could tell Triple H is just like, yo, crotch chops are all the way. Like, free reign. Everyone just crotch chop it up. Like, you've been seeing the crotch chops coming out. I like that. Uh, the freaking Usos, though, interfere in the match, which is way is fucking disappointing because Drew and Kevin Owens were putting on an absolute banger of a match, dude. I was like, oh, I was just, I was starting to cream. I was like, oh, that's a seven and a half. Oh, no, wait, this could very well be an eight and a half. But it was, it was, um, it was a fast paced match. Tons of great offense back and forth. Great near falls. Really good match. Still getting a seven and a half out of ten. But if the Usos didn't interfere, man, it easily could have been an eight and a half. We got a nice solid finish out of that. Easily an eight and a half out of ten. I oh I hope Drew wins that clash of the of the Titan, Clash of the Kings, Clash of the Champions, whatever the hell. Clash of the Castle. There it is. There it is. Got it. Uh, and then he uh, gets into a program with Kevin Owens. Like, I hope, I don't even care whoever wins at Clash of the Castle. I'm just hoping it to be Drew. But whoever it is, dude, I want Drew, Mc, or Drew McIntyre versus Kevin Owens or Kevin Owens versus Roman for the title. Because fucking Kevin's been waiting in the weeds and he deserves it. Because uh, that teaser match right there, that was fucking awesome. Uh, Could have been really, really awesome, but a 7.5 out of 10. So still very good. Uh, check it out if you're a fan of both of these guys like I am. They're two of my favorite guys on, on the main roster. Kevin Owens and Usos beat down Drew McIntyre after the match is over, or I guess disqualified. KO exits and tells the Usos to tell Roman Reigns he owes him one, winky. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe maybe something happens with uh, Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre at Clash of the Clash of the Castle. I don't know. Um Maybe Roman promises him a title match and he if he comes out and fucks over Drew. So we'll have to wait and see. Drew hits a Claymore on the Usos, though. Fuck yeah, he's just all fired up. Passed as fuck. Absolutely passed. After that, we move into Seth Rollins. He's out there wearing one of the most interesting outfits to date, I'd, I'd say. A uh, really weird combo. Just a weird pants that look like, you know, outer space kind of a little bit. And then this weird shirt that looks like he's wearing a mesh like shirt, but it's not, I don't know, it's just a weird combo, which kind of threw me off a little bit. Riddle interrupts him and says he's finally med medically cleared, and he comes out for that ass. He wants it right now, right here. He, they're going to get it on right now, King. Seth talks shit, and turns out Riddle is, is here tonight, and holy fucking shit, he flies down to the ring, and he takes it to Rollins, bro. Jesus, bro chases Seth Rollins out of the, out of the arena. Uh, the crowd chants, bro. Bro, bro, they're fucking going crazy. They, bro is over, man. He's not over like Rover, but he's definitely over. Uh, hell yeah, another two that should have a really good rivalry against each other. And uh, we are starting to see a little bit more of a mature riddle lately, which is fine. Uh, I think he really pulls off the the immature thing and the funny guy really good, but without Randy now. So I like that they're trying to push him to make him a little bit more serious, more ferocious, because, dude, the guy is legitimately a MMA-trained fighter, and he has one of the most brutal knockouts uh, I've ever seen. Check it out on YouTube. Like, just just trust me. Look it up. It's brutal. Uh, cool hype package after, the, after this situation for the upcoming United States title match. Kind of like a UFC hype video. You know, when you start out uh, the beginning of a UFC event, they have, like, the hype package for all the fights and stuff. This kind of felt like one of those. Uh, bringing, bringing that importance again back to the United States champion. They are pushing that thing. Like, they're doing a really good job, in my opinion. The best in years. The best in a long, long time. 
Uh, Bro challenges Seth Rollins to a match at Clash at the Castle. Oh, buddy. That should be a banger of a match. That should be really good shit. I really like their, uh, their little rivalry going on right now. I'm not going to lie. It's good stuff. Real good stuff. Yeah, right. And now we're moving into Veer Mahan versus uh, some jobber. His name is Bo Keller. So at least they're giving them names. That's fine. He proceeds to bulldoze poor Keller, locks him in a, that nasty submission that he does, and it's over. Just like that. Mahan is all right. I think that he has some potential still. I don't think he's completely ruined. Uh, but he hasn't done much on the main roster other than beating down the Mysterios over and over again for about like a month and a half. It was okay, but yeah, he hasn't done much after that. So it was, yeah, still looking for him uh, to do something. He could be a decent monster on the main roster. That rhymes. And I think he has a, he's pretty decent on the mic. He speaks very clean <clears throat> English, English, but uh, he doesn't need to talk very much. But uh, in the ring, he's fine. You know, nothing amazing, but decent. He moves a lot better than almost. I'd rather have this guy as a monster than almost. I'll take that any day. So after that, we get Dakota and uh, EO versus, and sorry, Dakota and EO are interviewed and Bailey are interviewed. Sorry, Jesus. Dakota, EO, and Bailey are interviewed. Three t third time's a charm. There you go. Nice and clean for you, baby. Dakota gets distracted just randomly by Dana Brooks, just standing there minding her own business. She gets in her face. They exchange some words. Alrighty then. Uh, they will fight about it later tonight. Whatever. AJ Styles versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, apparently, these two have never met in the ring before, which is, like, kind of hard, a tad hard to believe. But okie dokie, you know, I think I think it does add up, though. I was talking to my wife about it. I was like, yeah, I know Bobby Lashley was an impact, and so was AJ Styles. But I think AJ kind of joined WWE right around when Bobby got in there. So that may may very well be the, the case. But apparently, it's their first time fighting. So let's get into it. Uh, loud battling chants for both superstars. You know, they're both really popular right now. Miz and Champa come out to watch the match. Oh, dear. And then out of nowhere, Dexter Loomis jumps out of the crowd, but security handles him. The fuck is going on with Dexter Loomis? And, like, I do like that they, they're making it look like he's, like, an actual fan jumping over the crowd and security handles him, like, accordingly, and they're not, like... You know, oh, oh, hey, whoa, it's just Dexter Loomis. Like, yeah, I have to kind of look closely to notice that it is actually Dexter Loomis. AJ picks up Lashley somehow for the scary-looking spinning, spinning slam. Like, he literally just picks him up, um, like, uh, I don't know how, the torture rack style off the ropes. And, like, just kind of, not going to deadlift him, but he just lifts him up. And, like, wow, AJ is fucking pretty damn strong himself, not going to lie. Uh, that made me, that gave, uh, I gave that a shocking face. I was like, holy damn, that was impressive. Bobby able to reverse the calf crusher into a hurt lock and a nice pin uh, reversal by AJ Styles after that. Very cool sequence right there. Thumbs up. Bobby hits the spear for the victory and he retains his U United States Championship yet again. It was a solid match. It didn't flow very well between moves. A little, a little off there, you know. They just weren't flowing uh, between very nicely. Not very nice transitions is what I'm saying there, King. AJ picking up Bobby was amazing, and the ending moments were pretty good, especially that little sequence there. Uh, but they are capable of better. I can see these two going at it again and having a better match. 24-7 champ Dana Brooke uh, versus Dakota Kai with Bailey and EO Sky. That also rhymes. Giggity. I don't know why I said giggity. I'm not even. I'm not a big fan of, of Family Guy. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. The crowd is dead silent for this one, other than a small sympathy cheer for Dana Brooke. She tries to get a, uh, come on, guys, and they're like, eh, because, like, yeah, she sucks. 
Dakota crushes her in a couple minutes. Lame match. Uh, boring and thumbs down. Didn't like it. Neither did the crowd, so yeah. Main event time. Theory versus Dolph Ziggler. Alrighty. Dolph Ziggler getting into the main event and Theory. Looks like Triple H isn't going to just give up on this guy because he was a McMahon guy. I think there is talent and potential with this guy. Let's just see what Triple H can get out of him. So, Dolph Ziggler is the king of selling. He makes everything look amazing. Even a simple punch looked incredible from Dolph Ziggler and his selling. Just mm, beautiful stuff. Uh, this was a very good match. Dolph selling his ass off for everything, and I mean everything. Theory, uh, th uh th whoa, everything Theory th throws at him. Thumbs up. Sorry about that. Theory is able to hit a A-Town down after countering a zigzag, or a zigzag, I call it zigzag, for the W. Really nice to see Dolph Ziggler in a singles match that's longer than 10 minutes. It feels like it's been friggin' forever since I've seen Dolph Ziggler because he's been in a tag team forever. And I don't recall the last time. Like, then he was, like, getting squashed all the time by guys. So it's really refreshing to see him show off what he's made of. Like, he's a very, very good in the ring. Giving this a 7.5 out of 10. Very good match. Uh, the squash match was meh, <clears throat> excuse me, and Dana Brooke versus Dakota Kai was pretty bad. That's a thumbs down. But I'm excited for the new feuds that they are teasing, like Drew versus Kevin Owens especially. Like, oh my god, I'm salivating at getting getting them in something like more of a singles match, get a good finish, then another match, tie it up, and then get them in some sort of hardcore match. It'd be fucking amazing. Uh, they are trying to add some new tag teams as well, which is really good. Thumbs up for that. Couple good matches thrown in there throughout the Raw. KO versus Drew had a had a just a, a star just waiting for them and then three stars i was just i'm just hoping that you know this could have been easily a three star one of the three stars of the week but we'll have to wait and see now you know falling short of that 8.5 that i wanted to give it because the shitty finish but uh and the false finish no finish there uh but the uso spoiled the finish so that's a thumbs down but the match before that was fucking really good their promo in the ring before that kevin owens and drew mcintyre was my favorite part of the show I just love that to see like Drew and Kevin just show you what they're capable of without they don't need a script and they show off why because that was phenomenal that was my favorite part of the show the main event was very good as well over overall I'm going to give the show a six and a half out of ten it was a very solid show overall nothing not bad but not like very good at all not very good sorry I just it was fine it was very good it was very entertaining worth a watch if you're a fan this week so don't miss out on that one Okie dokie, so let's move into the NXT show this week. Uh, this They're calling this one Heat Wave. Okie dokie. I think that's, uh, what is that, a throwback to WCW? Or is that a throwback to their old uh, in-between show that was like Heat? I don't know, Heat and Velocity? I don't know. It's some sort of throwback, I'm guessing. So starting out the show, we get Paul Heyman is the narrator for the intro video package. That is... that. I was like, whoa, that's interesting. So is, like, Heyman, Heyman going to start being more hands-on in the NXT or lately? Is he going to be more into the creative? Is he going to take it over, like, make that his baby? Because, oh, man, that would be so awesome to let Heyman take it over. And maybe we get that true reimagining of a modern WC or WWE version of ECW that, you know, they brought it back in, what, 2007, 2008, and it was fucking trash. Like, yeah, CM Punk was the best thing to come out of that. But other than that, it was pretty fucking garbage. 
so that would be cool. Giovanni Vinci versus Carmelo Hayes. My boy Giovanni. Uh, Carmelo Hayes is coming out with Trick Williams. Oh, God damn it. That's not good. For But they're fighting for the North American title this week. I've been excited for this match all week. Uh, once it was announced last week, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. That sounds so good on paper. I'm excited. Vinci delivering some of the most beautiful sounding chops I have ever heard. Oh, just made me cream. Absolutely gorgeous. That is a heart. That is a thumbs up. Beautiful. Beautiful. Check it out. Crowd was even looking away. They were so vicious sounding, dude. They were so fucking loud. And the crowd was even just like, they were going, oh my goodness. And they were just, they showed shots of them like looking away. They just didn't want to look at it. It was so beautiful though. I would just be over, over, just over the railings. Just, oh yeah, harder. <laughs> goodness gracious. Huge dive to the outside by Geo. That's a thumbs up. Holy shit chance from the crowd. They're just loving this. Hayes counters the powerbomb into a roll-up for the victory. Damn, my boy Geo couldn't get it done tonight, but it was a good match. Crowd was really into this one. Very impressive speed and offense by Vinci. Mello even having a little bit of trouble keeping up with the speed. Like, Vinci wanted to go, but Mello seemed like maybe just a little bit not there with him. Uh, Geo is becoming a star before our eyes, y'all. Like, the crowd was loving him. They really love this guy in the ring. He's winning them over with his talent in the ring uh he's very very talented in the ring i'm telling y'all seven out of ten really like the match next we get diamond mine uh diamond mine comes out to the ring with all of them roddy julius brutus and camp coming out julius says someone is destroying diamond mine <clears throat> but who is it it's 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 roderick my god roddy is pissed oh he's so pissed pissing my ass Oh, I just love that about Roddy Roddy lately. He just gets so angry about everything. But yeah, his bad attitude has been kind of ruining, yucking the yum, if you will, king of Diamond Mine lately. So they've had enough of it. Creed pairs off, but Kemp is there. He's kind of standing <clears throat> off to the side. He's not really picking anyone's side, but who do you guys think he's going to go with here? Kind of looks like he's siding more with Roddy. So then you get two new tag teams instead of having like the third wheel. So maybe Kemp and Roddy become a tag team. And then you have the, um, the Creed brothers because they're fine on their own now. I think they've proven they're fine on their own. Uh, but before any final decisions are made, they are jumped by a bunch of NXT UK guys. So who are these guys? They are called Gallus, a team that's been over there in NXT UK for quite some time, but I have not watched it in quite some time. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know a couple of these guys, Joe and Mark Coffey are out here. I don't know who Mark Coffey is, but I'm guessing he's the brother of Joe, maybe a cousin. I have no idea. And then Wolfgang is here. I've seen this guy wrestle quite a few times. He's pretty damn good. I like Joe Coffey. He's pretty damn good in the ring. He has a good look. Uh, he's a sexy young man, I guess, if, I, if you would, King. And Wolfgang is pretty decent himself in the ring, but he's like an older veteran guy. But yeah, no, he's taken, he can take some nasty looking bumps. Oh my goodness. I've seen some nasty bumps out of this man. Mark Coffey, like I said, I have not seen him yet in the ring, so I don't know what to say about him just yet. After that, we get Cora Jade. Oh, I have absolutely fallen in love with Cora Jade lately, man. I cannot deny it. I have a big old man crush on this, on her. She is, now that she's become heel, now my, my, my clouded judgment is faded. She is gorgeous. I love her so very much. She's going up against Roxanne Perez. Cora looks like she messes up her move a little bit there in the corner. It looks like her foot slipped a little bit and she kicks Perez right in the face. 
I don't know if that was legitimately right in the face, but or if that was really good camera work, but from what I saw, it looked like a little cack on the face there by accident. Look looked pretty good. <laughs> Battling chance for each of the women here, but they can't get they can't help but cheer for Cora Jade, man. Even though she's a bona fide heel right now, she fucking rules and the crowd can't help but cheer for her. I am loving that. The kendo sticks. I don't know, my cat just ran around and scared the crap out of me for a second a little bit. Kendo stick gets introduced into the match, but Perez is too chicken shit to use it, and uh, so she eats a DDT onto the stick. Jade wins the match. Hooray, Cora Jade, you fucking rock. An alright match overall. I want to see these two in some sort of, you know, grudge match with a kendo stick. It's got to get to that level next, right? So looking forward to that, and I hope that's coming next. Next, we get Briggs and Jansen. They're, they meet face-to-face -face with Gallus, the new UK tag team here backstage. Gallus wants their UK tag team titles back. It gets heated. Oh, my. So, uh, yeah, Briggs and Jensen are holding the NXT UK championships for some reason. So, Gallus is here trying to bring back their titles back to their show. Makes sense. Santos Escobar arrives to the ring all with all of Legato. He's rocking this sick mask, uh, you know, a classic luchador mask and this weird-looking coat uh, for his match coming out for uh, his match against Tony D with Stax in a street fight. Loser leaves NXT match. My, my. Here we go. So right out of the gate before the bell even rings, Santo, Santos hums a fucking chair right in Tony D's face. That was fucking hilarious. Uh, very cool dive through the corner of the ring from Santos. That's a big old thumbs up. Holy shit chance from the crowd after that move. It's just gorgeous. Look so fucking cool. Uh, the two eye up their weapons at the end of the match, but Tony is faster and whacks Santos in the head with a crowbar for the victory. Wow, Tony D gets it done. Even though he and Stax are outnumbered, they get the big victory here. This was a good match. It suffered from a commercial break, which really slowed the match down overall, but uh, all people on the outside didn't get too involved to ruin the match or make it too annoying, so that's a thumbs up. The ending was good, but the finish was a bit flat. You know, like, I don't like that they just, like, let go of each other and let themselves get the... I think they should have just, like, kind of bashed each other's brains in a little bit before, and then, like, Tony D gets the better of him and then gets his crowbar. But it was good. Uh, it was a street fight, so there were some really good bumps on the weapons there, some decent weapon spots. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Thankfully, this was a street fight. If it was just one-on-one, -on -one, I don't think it would have been very good. Indy Hartwell gets a picture from what appears to be Dexter Loomis. Just a picture of, of him uh, holding Indy in, you know, loving fashion. Uh, he was a very good artiste back in NXT before he got it released, so he still shows off his artistic nature. Very nice. Uh, lovers reunited on NXT. What do you guys think? You think these two are going to get back uh, together on NXT, or is she going to get called up? I, I don't really know, but I want these two back together for sure. That's a for sure. Zoe Stocks versus Mandy Rose with Toxic Attraction for the NXT Women's Championship. My, my. We got a pretty good stacked uh, card here. Some pretty big matches. Zoe got her shot at Mandy by winning the Women's Battle Royale a few weeks ago. Zoe knee gets tied up in the ropes and Mandy loosens her knee strap. Uh, that being Zoe Stocks' knee strap. She loosens that up a little bit. Uh, Zoe is able to kick out of the big knee from Mandy. Uh, up until that point, no one has ever kicked out of that knee before, so <clears throat> good for you, Zoe Stocks. Mandy puts on Zoe's uh, knee brace, she just takes it right off now, and delivers a stiff-looking knee to Zoe's face. Ouch, that looked really good. That looked, I don't know if she just got it off looking really good, or she just fucking got her clean in the fucking mush, but it was good looking. Good stuff, Mandy. 
Mandy gets the pin and sh and the victory. She retains her title yet again. Little surprise there, but Zoe's working a little bit injured in this match, so an all-right match overall. I enjoyed the way they worked the knee brace into the finish. Kind of reminds me of the classic finish to Champa and Johnny Gargano match, so I enjoyed that. <clears throat> Next we get uh, Quincy Elliott is introduced in a video segment here. He's a new wrestler rocking a Bratz t-shirt. Anyone remember those fucking things with the massive mutant heads that always scared the shit out of me? I always thought they were aliens, but anyway, he looks like a, a new character and a lot with a lot of style and attitude, that's for sure. I'm getting that Velveteen Dream vibe out of this one, so we'll see. Uh, gonna be debuting soon, I would imagine. Now we're here. Now at the main event, we got J.D. McDonough, oh my boy, versus Braun Breaker for the NXT World Championship. My, my. Love the image when uh, J.D. gets up from the second spear and with a bloody mouth laughing. He looks so fucking maniacal. He's playing off that maniacal character all throughout the match and kind of like showing off that Braun, you know, he can fight, he can take a lot of pain. So he was taking a lot of punishment throughout this match, but I love that image at the end with the bloody mouth and that just fucking psychopath smile i was like oh i just wanted a little picture of that put it on my put it next to my table on my bed and i can wake up every morning with that mutated smile on his face loved it then he eats a third spear we get the gor gorilla press slam braun retains his title dang it jd i wanted you to win dang it oh i was rooting for him hard man but i had i had that gut feeling that he wasn't going to be able to get it done but it was a pretty good match jd looked like an absolute psychopath beast in this match but uh couldn't couldn't uh, fight off the pain for for the whole match and uh with the third spear just couldn't quite get the job done and braun beats him sadly oh well really like jd uh, but Braun looked good as well. Just his gimmick, honestly, is just a little stale to me. I've seen it done so many times, and he's not doing it any better than, you know, you know Batista in his prime when he was doing the big Braun meaty man. And, you know, it's not bad, though. I still enjoy it. I just think he should feed into the Steiner gimmick a little bit more. Give us more of the Steiner recliner. Give us more of the math stuff and like refer to the funny things that Steiner did. I think you should feed off of that. The, the crowd loves it and you know it is what it is. Like feed into it. It's 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 there for you to utilize. So I think he should utilize it because honestly to me he's getting a little bit stale. Uh, but Braun did look pretty decent though but uh, and one of his better matches overall I'm not gonna lie uh, seven out of ten but JD and him I really like their chemistry I hope it's not over between these two I can see these two going on for another match because I like their chemistry really good I like this show uh, had some good matches throughout crowd was really alive in this one tonight especially once they heard some of those cracking chops out of Geo who they came alive for that I thought some of the matches uh, though could have been better then good there were good matches but i thought some of them could have been really great matches if they just worked a, you know got a few more big spots in some of the matches i think some of them could have really gotten to that great level uh but definitely nothing bad on the show to me so that's a thumbs up i'm giving the show a 7 out of 10 i really thought it was quite good oh baby let's get into freaking dynamite this week and the show is kicking off the way that the last one ended with CM Punk, he's kicking off the show. He has his own AEW championship with him. He technically never lost his because Dean is the interim champion. If you didn't know, interim means temporary. That's a thing. So uh, he never lost his belt. John has the interim title. Okay, great. I just said my own note again. Good job. He calls Hangman out for a rematch for the title, but he does not come out. Interesting. Uh, apparently there is some heat there. 
with uh, CM Punk. That's just something I read a couple times around. I didn't look into the report. I just heard it enough that I was like, okay, maybe I'll talk about it because I don't like to talk about backstage stuff or or dirt sheets because I don't like spoilers. But apparently, you know, I did notice that it was a, a little weird that he called Hangman out there and he didn't show up. So yeah, apparently there's some heat backstage on Punk calling him out. Don't think he was supposed to do that, but he did it anyway. Apparently he was going into business for himself. I don't know, I'll have to look, you guys can look into that, I don't look too much into that kind of stuff, like I said, I only really look into injury reports, because, yeah, um, Punk wants the interim champ, John Moxley, to come out, Punk spits absolute fire at Moxley, very good stuff, says he's always the third best in his groups, oh shit, bringing up, you know, saying that he is the third best member in the Shield, I disagree with that, I think, honestly, I think Seth Rollins is the best, then John, then Roman, but, you know, Mox comes out, oh boy, this is going to be good stuff. He's just coming out looking stoic, calm as ever. John drops bombs on Punk and fires back so freaking good, man. Like, they are they were just throwing real heat at each other, like low blows. It was really good stuff. John slaps Punk in the face, and they go, they get it on, King. They're going to get it on right here, right now. But security comes out, shit gets out of hand. This is a thumbs up. I really enjoyed this segment. Uh, CM Punk versus Mox is going to be amazing, dude. Like, we will really see if Punk is able to keep up with the big boys now, because Moxley is quite possibly in one of the, like, some of the best shape he's ever been in. He's very lean, he's very clear and focused, clean and clear under control. And CM Punk, since he's returned, has been just dandy on the mic and very entertaining, but his in-ring has been a little rusty. Can't blame him, he hasn't been in the ring for 10 years, but just gonna see what, what we're gonna get out of him versus John Moxley, because it's usually gonna be a hardcore match. It's probably gonna be really hard-hitting and very enjoyable, so I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. He's been, uh, like I said, a little shaky in the ring. Still good on the mic, though. Awesome opening segment. These two don't like each other. I don't know if that's, um, if that's some real hatred there, but just the way that they were delivering their promo seemed like maybe there's a little bit of jealousy and maybe a little bit of resentment there, but thumbs up for me. Really enjoyed these two going at it. And then, out of nowhere, we get <clears throat> uh, legend Ricky the Dragon Steamboat out of nowhere is in the crowd tonight. That just gets a thumbs up because it's fucking Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, baby. That guy could still get in the ring and go right now, even if he's like 70, 80. I don't care. I, he was in the ring not that long ago, and he could still go, baby. He's one of the best all time in the ring. Chris Jericho joins commentary. He's very good on commentary. Like, whenever he decides to retire, I hope he goes into commentary because I hope they're kind of like... Like, he's so natural. He's so naturally gifted at being a, a commentator. He's very, very good. Watch him. I think it's on Rampage that he's the commentator for the whole one. There's one show that he's the commentator for the whole show, and he's fucking... He's so good. Uh, next, we get Daniel Bryanson versus Daniel Garcia in a two out of three falls match. Oh my goodness. That's going to be. I knew that. I just just know this is going to be a good one. So let's get into it. These two absolutely beating the shit out of each other, man. Like, oh my goodness. Garcia has some, like, some really beautiful chops, man. So crisp, so loud. I absolutely adored them. You know, D DB, Brian Danielson has his own uh, very nice chops, but uh, Daniel Garcia, I think, has uh, better chops right now. They're gorgeous. Garcia chokes out Brian for the first fall, so he's up 1-0 out early. Brian eats a DDT on the exposed concrete floor on the outside, and now he's just a bloody mess. Uh, 
Garcia ripped open, like ripped open um, the mats on the outside and just exposed the concrete, gave him a big old DDT out there. I was like, oh my goodness. And it was pretty early in the match, like, you know, maybe a few minutes in, not, not, too, not too late into the match. Brian Danielson reverses a dragon sleeper into this really cool pin, <clears throat> and the matchup is tied 1-1. Brian's blood disappears and then it reappears. I don't know. It just looked like it was gone. And I was like, just when I said like, hey, where'd that go? And then, well, I just got an email or some shit. Um, just when I said like, hey, I, where the hell is his blood? I looked back and boom, he's got blood again. I was like, all right. And then on top of that, Garcia is busted open now from, I think he got his head hit into the ring post. So that's cool. Uh, Brian Danielson goes all Buddhist monk and shit and starts eating these brutal <clears throat> chops and shots from Garcia, but he feels no pain. Just eats them for breakfast. The, they continue to absolutely just beat the shit out of each other for the rest of the match. Thumbs up, and I was just, I was starting to be like, holy crap, man, they are really going at it. Brian able to lock in the LaBelle lock, and Garcia passes out. Holy shit, dude. What a brutal fight this was. My, my. If you are a fan of a technical, strong style match, this is the match for you, man. This is my kind of match. This is up my alley, and I really, really enjoyed it. These two absolutely killed each other. Both just beat red from all the brutal shots, like from the neck down to their like lower chest. It was just all red because they were just fucking beating the shit out of each other. This one is getting an eight and a half out of ten. This is a great match. Go go check this one out. Very good stuff. Next, you get Chris Jericho. After the match, he attacks Brian Danielson. Uh, Brian attempts to shake hands with Garcia, but no, Chris is pissed, so pissed. Garcia looks very confused and can't really decide if he wants to pair up with or, you know, go help Daniel Bryanson because I guess he earned his respect after that match. So, um, but he does end up following Chris anyway. So, but you know, maybe Garcia is going to join the Blackpool Fight Club because, you know, Brian teased that uh, they considered him already. And I'm telling you, dude, he would fit in beautifully with the Blackpool Fight Club. So I'm hoping that maybe they do that. Uh, he's fine with Chris Jericho. I like that. But I think, you know, going over there would be just that much better. And it would, you know, give him... I don't know if he would be a great babyface. He doesn't have to be a babyface, per se. You know, the AEW-style babyface where, like, John Moxley, like, just a badass who can beat the shit out of you and take a shit-kicking himself. So we'll see what happens. I'm interested. Next, we get Tony Nese with Smart Mark. But before they can even enter the ring, Moxley comes out of nowhere, <clears throat> absolutely just demolishes Tony and calls Punk out for a match now to unify the titles. Right here, right now is freaking awesome. It's just like he is so pissed right now. Like he comes flying out of there, like almost like I think he falls down a little bit. So good. Punk comes out, but he's stopped by security. So nope, we're not going to get the fight. Not, not yet. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society is interviewed backstage. Chris wants Garcia to pick a side. He's like, no, nope, we're not doing this. He's like, you pick sides right now. But then Ricky, the Dragon Steamboat, comes out, tells Chris to let Garcia go. It'd be better if he just left your thing and went with the Blackpool. I agree with you, Ricky. You're the man. Chris talks shit to the legend. Then Angelo Parker grabs Ricky by the throat. Oh, my goodness. Steamboat having none of that shit. And he gives him a chest punch. And he just yells, how do you like me now? And that just had me busting. I was like, what the fuck was that is so random just how do you like me now it's just i don't know dude he's 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 an old man but he can still kick some ass i tell i'm telling you you still can next you get varsity blondes griff garrison and brian pillman jr versus gun club austin and colton gun and they are with daddy gun and this one literally is nothing it starts out a couple 
shots or something then goes right into the Colt 45 done over matches over in like 45 seconds I kind of I was like taking it back a little bit I was like whoa I was not expecting that so yeah over right away uh, guns win what the heck man like okay I guess th- no score on that one because that was not a match it was a squash match but a little bit of disrespect there on uh, Griffin and Pillman Jr. like I, I think they're pretty good I didn't expect him to get squashed like that by anyway uh, Daddy Gun says he's proud of his boys they hug lovingly in the ring Oh, that's really sweet Oh, gotta give the people what they want but then Stokely Hathaway appears. Oh my. Appears. He appears. And then the guns, they attack their own dad. Whoa. What the fuck? That one had me like legitimately say what the fuck out loud. I did not. What the heck? They freaking attack their own father. Holy jumping. The acclaim come out to save daddy gun. I was like, oh my God, are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? fucking rights they're gonna do it scissor me daddy yes it's fucking back everybody let's fucking go double thumbs up i was scared that we were we were gonna lose scissor me daddy when the acclaimed split up with the guns but now it's back it looks like uh the acclaimed are joining forces with billy gun i fucking dig it man we'll see what happens with the guns they're gonna be hated uh, big time now way more than ever i think they're fine on their own they don't need daddy gun i think just give them to the acclaimed and give us scissor me daddy because it's so fucking funny after that, we move into Jungle Boy. He's going to talk to the crowd. He's talking shit about Christian. He wants a fight at All Out. All right, I'm down with that. Let's let's have it. But he's getting better, actually, on the on the microphone. Uh, he's still not... I'm not going to call him good, but he's definitely improved over when he first started. He's not very strong on the mic, but he is getting better. He's, de- he's still developing on the mic. But uh, I think Christian, you know, has to be trying to give him some pointers on site because christian interrupts him and again he just shows him what's up he's like this is how you talk on a mic son like even christian this isn't even prime christian on the mic man like he slips up every now and again but he's still just so so clean man so good such a shit eating heel he's so awesome i love him uh, but Christian, he wants Jungle Boy to join back up with him. Uh, but that's going to be a gnaw from me, dog, from Jungle Boy. He he attacks him, and they're getting it on, King. They're getting it on. It's getting crazy. Jungle Boy stomps Christian's arm on the steel steps, and they are separated. It's broken up, but the damage is done. Uh, this can this rivalry continues to boil over. It's getting heated, King. And uh, I can't wait for these two to get their hands on each other, more so Jungle Boy to get his hands finally on Christian and beat the fuck out of him. Uh, just all the shit that Christian's been talking over like the last month it's been outrageous next we got a match between kylan king versus tony storm uh king is a big girl man she is six foot one that's taller than me that is a big woman in my books so uh yeah i don't know much about kylan king but uh yeah i, I just noticed she's a she's a very big girl she's got really red dark like bright bright red hair it's it's she's got an interesting look storm hits the sweet cheek music is what she's calling it the big old ass slam that she does in the corner uh, where she just bashes in their skull with her massive ass i just i I, I can't help it, y'all. Every single time I see it, I literally go, ooh, like it just looks like it hurts so much. If it doesn't hurt, like she's a master because it just looks disgusting. That's a thumbs up every single time I see it. Tony wins the match, but King didn't look like no slouch in this one. It was By no means, it was not a squash match. King got her offense in, man. She looked pretty solid in there. Uh, otherwise, it was a solid match overall. <clears throat> Excuse me. Main event time, baby. Quarterfinals match in the Trios Tag Team Tournament. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's go. Dragon Lee, Roosh, and Andrade teaming up uh, all together. They're going up against the Young Bucks and a mystery partner. And who is that mystery partner? Now, I'm going to admit this got spoiled for me. I was absolutely fucking devastated when I heard it because, dude, 
if you know who's coming out, uh, if you don't want to know, plug your ears because for the next two minutes, because I'm going <clears> to <throat> talk about this guy for a little bit here. I'm going to go off, but it got spoiled for me. I was absolutely devastated, but the mystery partner for the Young Bucks, my wife figured it out like four minutes before this man walked out. I already knew. Oh man, my cats are fighting. It's getting intense. They're backing into my room. <laughs> but he's finally back, everybody. It's fucking Kenny Omega. Oh my god, I've been waiting forever to talk about this man. Oh my fucking god, he's finally back. He's been gone for 10 fucking months. It literally felt like he's been gone for two years. But Kenny Omega was the was the AEW champion for just, I think, just under a year or just about a year there. And dude, what a run. What a fucking run. That was my my opening experience to Kenny Omega. I've seen matches of his before. I've heard about him a million times in, in the indies and everything that he's done in J New Japan. I've watched uh, the Okada match versus him, those like hour-long classics. Incredible. That's where I got like really my eyes open. I was like, wow, who is this man? <clears throat> Excuse me. And ever since then, like AEW kicked off and there he was and I was hooked ever since Kenny Omega shot up my charts as the, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Absolutely fucking adore this man. Uh, and on top of that, guess who else is back? It's fucking Don Callis, baby. I'm not gonna lie. I saw Don Callis back in the day, way back in the day, like WWF Don Callis when he had the long fucking flowing hair, or he might have even been in ECW, but I saw him way back in the day, and I didn't like him back then, but I like him now, he's a lot better now, he's a really good just heel manager, and he goes very well with Kenny Omega, because Kenny is a fine talker, but uh, I don't know, he's, he's a fine talker, there's nothing wrong with him on the mic, but you know, there's guys that are stronger than him, but he's very, very good, I enjoy him very much on the mic. Uh, crowd is beyond hot for Kenny as they fucking should be. I am all in now on Bucks and Kenny Omega winning the trios tournament without question. I think they're going to win this now, especially getting Kenny Omega. What a shot in the arm. Uh, but, but Kenny Omega is still wearing a brace on his shoulder. So he's been gone for 10 months to fix up a lot of injuries that he's been suffering over the years. Like you name it, neck, shoulder, knees, I believe. He's had it all, but he's been one of the hardest, greatest workers in the business for so long now, and yeah, he deserved a break, but yeah, he's been gone for 10 months, dude, and it's, I've missed him very, very much, but uh, just hope he's not rushing back from, from injury, I hope he's not, I hope it's just kind of a work, and he's wearing the stuff to like, because he looked great tonight, I'm just going to say that right now, he looked fucking great, looked like he hasn't missed a step, but uh, he is rocking a, a cover over his shoulder, and it just makes me worry that I hope he's not coming back. Uh, still hurt because he's been gone a long enough time that I hope he would just take that extra week or two if he needed it to uh, do it. And he's not rushing in to get this trios tournament, but we'll have to wait and see. But right out of the gate, Kenny explodes when he ent with well, uh, sorry the crowd explodes when Kenny enters this ring, and so did I. I am just giddy. I am like, oh my god, here we go. Yes, finally, he's still got it, baby. Of course, he hasn't missed a step. He's just going off, putting in his shit, throwing the knees around, going crazy. Looks good. Speed's all there. Crowd going absolutely banana for the triple suplex from Kenny and the Bucks. That's a thumbs up. Very well done spot right there. Andrade and Roosh hold up Kenny over the guardrail and Dragon Lee dives out of the ring and hits like this blockbuster thing over the guardrail into the fucking crowd, dude. Holy shit. What a spot that was. Double thumbs up on that one. Like, what a spot for Kenny because he there's no mats out there. So he landed on the concrete, the both of them. So that is a fucking insane bump by both of them. That's an ouchie. Kenny hits the one-winged angel on an absolutely dead-weighted dragon leaf for the victory. Like, he was given, like, 
he was <laughs> he was selling so good, dude. He just dropped him right on the back of his fucking head for the victory. You believe you can't I believe it. Of course Kenny gonna win. He ain't gonna lose on his first match fucking back. Fuck yes, Kenny. So happy you're back. I would have been I just wish it didn't get spoiled for me. I was so devastated because dude, it would have been my biggest pop in probably five fucking years, ten fucking years, because I've been waiting forever, just, I've been faked out so many times, at so many pay-per-views where I thought he was going to come back, and he didn't, and yeah, he shows up on this dynamite of all places, I was like, what the fuck, anyway, uh, he looked awesome in this match, dude, no rust on that bike whatsoever, Dragon Lee was also selling like a madman out there tonight, everybody looked great, but I am just wanted to give a little shout out to Dragon Lee there, because his selling was phenomenal, this was a great trios match, uh, wow, 8 out of 10, really enjoyed this one, after the match, Andrade hits a hammerlock DDT on Dragon Lee and his mask comes off. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I didn't see who it was there and the broadcast ended. I didn't get a good look there. So if anyone out there saw it, uh, let me know if, uh, who that guy was. I, I didn't get a good look at who that was and, you know, it is what it is. I don't really care. We'll, we'll find, I'll find out next week. It's no big deal. Anyway, uh, other than uh, another really good Dynamite man, like they're just fucking killing it right now. I just... So good. Other than Brian Pillman and Griff getting a little bit of disrespect, I'm not gonna just a little bit of disrespect with that squash match. Just what the heck? Uh, I like the show throughout, man. Very solid show throughout. Just very good, entertaining stuff. Uh, unreal match between Brian Danielson and Garcia. That was an eight and a half out of ten. Really enjoyed that one. That's right up my alley, though. Main event was great, also. That was an eight out of ten. So, and then the CM Punk versus Moxley stuff. That can be an instant classic, man. I'm just curious if Punk will be tighter in the ring by that time. It's gonna be in two weeks, I believe. They're gonna have their fight uh, when when they have their fight. <clears throat> I'm giving the show though an eight out of ten not as good as last week but still a great show man like if you're a wrestling fan like get get in on the shit if you ain't watching it what the fuck are you doing uh there are reports uh sorry i already mentioned that that the reports of the cm punk stuff so i'm not going to mention that again uh dude great show great show i'm really enjoying uh dynamite week to week for a really long time now i kind of wish i started this podcast earlier even like when dynamite started i wish i started back fucking then man can you imagine i'd be huge i'd be a millionaire right now i have fucking four million fans eight million followers and subscribers and speaking of that make sure you go over to uh, my youtube channel and uh check the links down below because then uh you can you can see some of my extra content that i do i do a lot of stuff i'm a busy guy so uh yeah we'll move on to the next show yeah, right. This one's pretty fun. This is uh, Friday Night Smackdown. It's taking place in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Yes, that is right. Canada, freaking WWE wrestling is back in Canada, finally. My wife and I actually contemplated going to the show. We thought about it because once we heard that it's coming to Canada, it has been like three years since the last time anything WWE related has been near us. It was actually in our hometown. Uh, like three years ago and we we didn't know about it until the last second and we didn't get an opportunity to go to it and ever since then we've been kicking ourselves so the second we got an opportunity we we decided which show we were going to go to we decided to go with the monday night raw uh this monday night raw in toronto canada we're so fucking excited dude i'm so goddamn excited you have no idea and uh yeah we thought about going to the show and i think uh so far uh we'll go through the show but i think we made the right idea uh for numerous reasons i mean a it's just a lot easier for us to get to toronto uh there's go train options and all that stuff plus and montreal is substantially further uh, so anyway uh, let's get into the show, man, because uh, it's uh, pretty... Uh, I'm, I was excited to see how the Canadian crowd was going to respond, because they're always an interesting 
uh, crowd to judge and gauge on how they're feeling with the WWE product because they're um, they're sometimes a hard nut to crack. Sometimes they like to kind of troll the WWE and boo their guys that they're supposed to like and and cheer for the guys that they're supposed to hate. Uh, so. I'm going to be talking a lot about reactions from the crowd in this part because, uh, for me, the Canadian crowd is always a fun crowd to uh, to, to take a look at when the, when it comes to crowd reactions. Uh, I'm going to be noticing uh, live when I'm there on Monday, so I'm really excited. So the show is kicking off right away with Ronda Rousey. She comes just barreling straight down to the ring. We get a pretty big response from the Montreal crowd for Ronda Rousey. Very nice. I think they're like that's a that's a pretty strong MMA crowd as well. So they're probably a little bit of, you know, respect as well for her MMA career. Pierce sends out another sad excuse for security into the ring and of course Ronda obliterates them again. Now cops, you know, quotation marks, cops come out to arrest Ronda Rousey and she's taken away. So there's that. On the way out uh, to uh, her getting arrested, she says, Pierce, nice haircut. And that made me bust a gut because he's bald. <laughs> so I was like, that was funny. That was funny shit, man. Uh, she's taken away by the police and Roman Reigns arrives to the building and like almost crashes into the freaking <laughs> cop car. But that's it, okay. They didn't crash, but it would have been amazing if they did. After that, uh, women's tag team tournament match, Sonia Deville versus, no, sorry, and Natalia versus JC Jane and Gigi Dolan of Toxic Attraction. Hold up, wait a minute. I was like, what? That doesn't sound right, because uh, Toxic Attraction are actually replacing Zoe Stocks, who was injured on Tuesday in her match against Mandy Rhodes, uh, and, and uh, her partner was Nikita Lyons, so they won't be participating in this tournament anymore, which sucks, but at least I'm still getting my NXT team, and I'm a big fan of Gigi Dolan, so I guess it'll do, but damn. Really wanted to see uh, Ni what Nikita Lyons' response would have been to see her on the main roster, because I think she would have got a pretty good reaction. Bailey, Io, and Dakota have seats uh, right behind Cole and Pat McAfee, right behind the commentary table, and of course, freaking Bailey's yelling and screaming, throwing stuff at Michael. Very funny. Montreal crowd was hot for Natalia. I don't care, man. Even if she is Canadian, I ain't cheering for her. She's a she sucks, uh, and and I'm telling you, she sucks. She even gets rolled up by J.C. Jane for the loss. Ha ha. Team NXT. Let's fucking go. Toxic Attraction, move on to the next round. Go NXT, go. Let's let's see how far they can go, man. It's been a long time since we've seen NXT get involved like this in the main roster. It was a few years ago in that Survivor Series when um, there was Team NXT versus SmackDown and Raw. And NXT actually ended up winning that Survivor Series. I was so fucking amped because for so long now I've been wanting like Triple H to have his NXT brand like come up and invade the Raw and SmackDown Vince McMahon product and I wanted you know NXT to win and, and show that they're the better brand and that would like you know maybe Quarks or uh, convince McMahon to change his product and make it more like Triple H's but I guess now Triple H just owns everything so I, I guess it's okay but I still want that to happen I want an NXT takeover because like dude they call it NXT takeover let's have NXT take over the WWE it would have been sick I want it I want it and uh yeah the match was fine though, so a last minute change. So I think they did their best, you know, considering it was a last minute change. They probably had some plans with the other two ladies, but uh, oh well, they made they made what they could out of a bad situation. The Canadian crowd though definitely made it better. 
Montreal's own Sami Zayn. Oh, you knew this guy was going to be here. Uh, he's backstage looking to see uh, Roman Reigns. And the security guard that's there just lets him through. And he talks to Roman Reigns finally. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sammy's waited so long for this moment. And now it's finally happening. Sammy, uh, he's sitting on the couch with Roman. They're just having a little conversation. Then Sammy gets all flustered. He flips out about how Jey Uso's being a dick to him lately. And, whoa. He's like, whoa, did I cross the line? And Roman... He agrees with him, and that's just fucking hilarious. I just love that. I love Roman here. Uh, that's a thumbs up. Jay calls Roman on his phone, but uh, Sammy picks it up, and Jay yells at him on the phone, but you can't hear him, but he's like, oh, yeah, okay, just stop yelling, please. Uh, but Jimmy says that he ain't going to be here tonight, so no bloodline, no no Mr. Heyman, no, no daddy, no nothing. It's just Roman Reigns tonight. But uh, Roman tells Sammy to tell Kevin Owens that he doesn't owe him shit. Because last week, Kevin Owens said that, you know, him save, saving the Usos, now Roman owes him something. Roman says he ain't owe him shit. This was a hilarious segment. I mean, I love Sami Zayn and, and the chemistry between uh, him and the bloodline. It's so fucking funny. And with the Montreal crowd fucking screaming in the background. Oh, good shit. Really like that. Uh, I adore Zami, uh, Sami Zayn, man, and his relationship with the Bloodline is so fucking cute and entertaining. I, I really dig it. Thumbs up. <sighs> Next, we get Dupree and the models. Uh, I thought things may have gotten better, but I don't think it's getting better, y'all. They're in the ring, but before uh, they say anything of interest, um, Hit Row interrupts them. Yeah, the T they, they showed up last week, and uh, they come out. They throw Dupree and the models out of the ring. Uh, righty then. Uh, no. Please, no. What are they doing? No, not this shit again. They perform a full-on rap song. Full-on. It was like it was. It felt long, like a five-minute song. It was long, man. It felt like forever, and the crowd was dead silent. I did not enjoy this, this, whatever the fuck this is. The music was fine. Whatever. The music's fine. Didn't hate the music. The music is actually decent. It's just like, I don't want this to be what they're doing week to week. Like, that's what they were doing in NXT before, and then they came up, I think, for a brief moment in SmackDown, and it didn't work back then. So if they're trying this again, I don't know, man. And they got a weak response from the Montreal crowd. That's a bad sign, man. Like, they were a really fucking amped up crowd. I think maybe they're getting a little anxious because they just wanted to get to Sami Zayn, but um, yeah, they're pretty silent here. Uh, this was a terrible segment. I uh, give it a double thumbs down. No, no, thank you. Not in my wrestling shows. I don't need a rap performance just on a on a on a SmackDown. Like what the fuck? Hopefully that didn't suck all the life out of the crowd. You know, jeez, <laughs> they were they really were not into this at all. Neither was I. Uh, man. My my wife and I almost went to the show, like I said, and if we were there, man, we would have been booing at this the whole freaking time, for sure, because we didn't like when they were doing this rap stuff the first time, and now that they're doing it again, we would have definitely been like, boo, from the top of the rafters, hopefully you would have been able to hear it, that would have been funny. We get this weird Karrion Cross video. He's talking about Drew McIntyre. Uh, it's looking like they want him to be main event on this main roster again. I don't know, man. But, uh, I mean, he was okay in NXT, but mostly it was about his entrance. Like, people, he was over because his entrance was cool. But, like, in the ring, he was eh. His, his gimmick was kind of eh, you know, not that awesome. And, like... He had two mediocre runs as NXT champion. I think one got cut short because he was hurt, and then the second one was short and not that good either. So, uh, yeah, don't know what what they're going to do with Karrion Cross. They're teasing him going after Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns, so we'll just have to wait and see. 
Next up, we get a, a fucking fatal, wait, yeah, a fatal five-way match. You get Sheamus versus Madcap Moss versus Baron Corbin versus Ricochet and versus the hometown Sami Zayn. And the winner gets a shot at the Intercontinental Champion, Gunter. So, oh, about any of those guys there I just listed off, except maybe, like, I think even Madcap Moss would, I think everyone here, sorry, I think everyone, even Corbin and Madcap would get a great match out of Gunter. But, like, I would be down with Sheamus, Ricochet, uh, Sami Zayn, me personally, I know, I think it was just be, I didn't root for, like, of course I was rooting for Sami Zayn, I just didn't think he was going, I didn't think he would win, just because, like, it's too easy, and they rarely give the home crowd what they want, I was kind of going for Ricochet, because I just think him versus Gunter would be really fun, because of how quick and dynamic Ricochet is, I think that'd be a fun dynamic, but let's see who wins, man, let's get into this, baby, I was excited for this one. Uh, crowd explodes, absolutely explodes for Sami Zayn, I am just geeking out, I'm getting the chills, uh, I'm just so happy that fucking Sami Zayn is finally getting the love that this man deserves, he's been so underratedly amazing throughout the years, just not utilized properly, or virtually ever, uh, we get the ole, 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 chants, they're erupting out of the Montreal crowd now, oh, they're really into it now, they're all fired up, oh, fuck yeah, uh, so good to see WWE back in Canada, man, and this is why, like, when, oh, the crowds sometimes get so ridiculous, especially for their hometown people, man, they get crazy. Sheamus has this, like, nasty-looking mark on his leg, uh, a little bit into the match, I'm not sure what the hell happened to him, it looked like a fucking, I don't know, he scraped his leg somewhere in there, I don't know what happened, looked pretty nasty-looking, though. Crowd goes absolutely insane for the beautiful dive over the ropes by Sami Zayn, that's a thumbs up. Get a white noise off the second rope to Zayn. He appears to injure himself here, and he exits the match. So the crowd is all worried. I'm worried, but I know deep down, I'm like, there's no fucking way, man. He's going to come back, and the crowd's going to explode. Later on in the match, though, what did I just say? Sammy returns, and the crowd <laughs> fucking, they go bananas again. Like, I love, I, don't, I feel like that might have been an audible. I don't know if they had that one planned, but I think... Uh, if that's an audible, that is brilliant fucking crowd work right there. Sammy gets a halluva kick on Ricochet. He's got this match won. I'm like, yes, maybe he's going to get this. But nope, out of nowhere, Baron pulls him out of the ring. You got a massive fucking crowd heat to Baron Corbin here for touching the, the, the golden boy, Sammy Zayn. And uh, they boo the ever-living living shit out of Baron Corbin. Good stuff here. Baron is going to put Ricochet away with, and then fucking nope, out of nowhere, brogue kick, and Sheamus steals the victory. He wins the fatal five-way. Oh, fuck yeah. I exploded once he won that match. I was like, yes, because, dude, Sheamus versus Gunter is going to be a fucking war, dude. I cannot wait. They are going to be... Oh, that's going to be a hard-hitting match. Now that I've, I've seen that Walter is back to his old ways, and, uh, yeah, Triple H is letting him just be Walter again, that match is going to be fucking good, y'all. Like, I, definitely, if you can watch it, check that one out. I promise you, it, it should not disappoint. As long as there's no nanigans, no shenanigans, it should be good. Uh, they watch... Uh, sorry. Uh, going to be a war. They watch... Uh, the match was great, sorry, the match was great as well, uh, the mat the hot Montreal crowd really made this 
uh, a little bit better than it, it would have been. Uh, this is the thumbs up. All five men shined in this match. Baron looked like a total asshole throughout the match. It was good. Sheamus was awesome at working the crowd here. You know, he was given the big uh, brogue smacks to the chest, and the crowd was just loving that. And he was trying to do it to Sami Zayn, and, like, he just didn't get it off. It's just great crowd work by fucking Sheamus. He was loving it, too. He just had a big old smile on his face. Not too often he gets a big, just, you know, gets to work a crowd like that. He was clearly enjoying himself. Ricochet was doing his awesome high-flying spots, and then, you know, Madcap was there, too. He was present. Uh, no, no, seriously, he was fine. He was fine. He wasn't bad or anything. He was just, like, the least noticeable in this match. But he had his moments. And, um... Just kind of forgot that he was in there sometimes. Sami Zayn, though, of course, he was the star in this one. The crowd just absolutely adored him, and uh, so do I, man. Um, too bad he wasn't able to get the win, but it was still a great match. Giving it an 8 out of 10. This is a, this is a clap and a thumbs up. Next, we get a freaking weird Raiders, Viking Raiders video segment. The fuck is going on here? Like... Whoever saw this, can you tell me what the fuck? Like, are you a Viking? Can you tell me what the fuck this was? They're doing some Viking voodoo ritual shit or something. I don't know. It's going to be a new Viking day, they claim, and light some new day merch on fire. Hmm. Uh, I don't I don't know, man. Uh, can't we just get them, like, to not say stuff and just come out and have really good matches, like beating the shit out of legitimate tag teams instead of them being weird and going through, like, eight gimmick changes? Like, it's really fucking annoying. Like, it's like being like the the Edmonton Oilers when they go through like 10 coaching coaching changes in the last decade it's like dude stick to something and just stay with it like they were they were serious then they were funny then they were serious again now they're like seriously lame i don't know man i just don't like it but uh they do look kind of cool in this at, at at moments when like the fires behind them but a lot of it they just just weird just fucking weird thumbs down didn't like it Liv Morgan is interviewed. She's talking about her still injured shoulder from Shayna Baszler last week. And she says some baby, baby face champion shit. I don't know. I'm not into it. Injury stuff is important. The promo was short, though, and nothing special. We get a match. Liv Morgan versus Shotzi. It's a pretty damn quick match. Not, not very good at all. Crowd was very silent for this match. Uh, thumbs down. After the match, Shanna attacks Liv's injured arm yet again. Shanna goes to break her arm, but just boots her right in the fucking mush instead. That made me laugh, and that's a thumbs up. because <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. I thought she was just going to do boom, right in the mouth. Montreal was quiet for Liv Morgan, man. This is, uh, that is a death blow. They were, like, when she comes out for her entrance, nothing, man. Just crickets. Not good. Not a good sign at all. Uh, not much love at all for the champion here, Liv Morgan, in Montreal. So ooh, we'll see if Montreal or uh, Toronto has some love for her. I'll 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 clap for her, but I'm not going to be wooing or anything. I'm going to save my save my breath for for Edge and stuff. Now we move into uh, the final moments of the show. Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre are going face to face here in a meetup. A ma a, I don't know, face to face off. I guess uh, what they're calling it. Roman is all alone here tonight. No bloodline, like I said earlier. Montreal gives Roman a pretty light reception uh, when he comes out. That's interesting. I just thought, you know, it would be a bigger pop for him. Uh, they must be. Maybe they're saving it for Drew McIntyre. Uh, a sound man has to hand Roman his mic tonight. He looked absolutely fucking terrified. It was very funny. Montreal does acknowledge Roman with a nice loud pop when he does his acknowledge me stuff. That's a thumbs up. I really, I just, I love. It. I think you can't deny it. That shit is funny. It's really entertaining. Now it's Drew McIntyre's turn. He comes out to a 
a fine pop. Not a big, big pop, just a nice pop. Uh, I think they uh, may have blew their load all over Sami Zayn earlier and kind of tired themselves out because they were fucking insane for Sami. And, uh, yeah, I was expecting, uh, like, a big, big pop for Drew McIntyre. I'm going to be going nuts if he if he's there on Raw. I'm going nuts for Roman, or uh, Drew, sorry. Drew cuts yet another great promo against Roman, man. Just so entertaining. He's on a roll. And then they go at each other for a little bit here. Drew goes for a Claymore, but Sammy out of nowhere takes the blow for Roman Reigns, the fucking savior. The crowd is in shock. They don't know what to They don't know how to react. They don't want to boo Roman, but he just hit their, their Sammy Zayn. So they're kind of just quiet. They don't know what to do. Spear incoming from Reigns, but nope. He eats a Claymore, and Drew stands tall with both title belts held over his head. Ooh, I really like that image. I like that image. Uh, if he doesn't get the titles that Clash the Castle, I think that's a huge freaking mistake. Drew is in full fucking gear right now, man. And he should be the leader of the company right now, in my opinion. I feel Roman has had a really good long run. Like, there, I don't think anyone's going to look back and say that was a bad run. May not have been the best run, but uh, I think it's time for Drew to take the reins. You know, you know what I'm saying? I think it's time, man. Like, Drew looks... He wants it. He's hungry. He is motivated, like, as much as I've ever seen him, I think, since he, like, returned and, and first got to his first WWE Championship. He is motivated like that. He looks unbelievable right now for, like, the last month. He has been on a fucking roll. This show did have a few down spots, not gonna lie. The Dupree and the Hit Row segment was just fucking terrible. Uh, just doesn't fit in with the show, man. I don't like it. Um... Don't we just don't need to have Hit Row perform a full song, and it better not become a weekly segment because it's gonna fail again, just and again. The crowd was dead silent for it, so thumbs down there. Viking Raiders segment was weird, and the Liv Morgan match versus Shotzi was pretty damn boring. And uh, but the Montreal crowd, dude, tonight some of the reactions are some of the most some of the biggest ones I've heard in a long time. Spine tingling, you know what I'm saying? Uh, especially the ones for Sami Zayn, they were giving me chills. Uh, wow, just the Olays, they were so freaking loud. I can't wait to experience, it, like, myself live. Like, I was talking to my wife, and I'm like, I wonder what it's going to be like, you know, to experience that live. Like, I know they kind of amp up the, the sound during the production or whatever. I want to know what it's like to hear. I hope we hear some loud pops. I want to know what it's like, man. Because the, the Leaf games that I've been to have been pretty bad. So, yeah, I haven't heard a lot of excitement in, in Scotiabank Arena in my time. Uh, the Fatal Five-Way was really the only match that was worth watching tonight. It was great. That's a thumbs up. I believe McIntyre, man, I, I'm telling you, he is primed to be the head of the new era in the WWE right now. He's one of the most entertaining guys in the ring and on the mic, like, solidly, week after week. Very, very consistent Drew McIntyre right now. Drew is very intense and focused right now. He wants the shot to be the top dog, and I say give it to him, goddammit. Triple H, do the right thing. Give it to Drew McIntyre. If you don't see it, what the fuck, dude? Montreal crowd and Sammy helped, uh, helped out what was actually a pretty mediocre show overall. If it wasn't for Sammy and the Montreal crowd, you know, this would probably get a 5 out of 10, but I'm going to boost it up to a 6 out of 10 because the Montreal crowd was fucking fire tonight. And uh, I'm going to the Toronto show, so uh, us Toronto, Torontonians, you're listening out there, you're going to be at that show, let's fucking outperform that, that Montreal SmackDown crowd because I think we can definitely outshine that crowd tonight. We're going to be rooting for more than just the Canadians, I'm hoping. Let's go crazy for Drew McIntyre if he's there. 
Okay, and the final show of the week, we're going to Rampage. Kicking off the show with Ring of Honor champion Claudio Castagnoli. He is out there with Wheeler Yuta. They start off the show addressing the crowd. The legendary Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is in the crowd for this show yet again. Claudio gives out a open challenge, and who answers the call? It's fucking Dustin Rhodes. Oh, wow. I haven't seen this dude in a minute, dude. It's been a while, but, um... He may be old, but uh, I'm telling you, man, this guy can still go. It should be a really fun fight. I'm actually pretty excited for that one. I'm thinking it should be at least a 7 out of 10, man. That's going to be a solid match. Ruby and Ortiz are interviewed backstage, and uh, they want a piece of Sammy Guevara and his wife, uh, Ty, whatever the fuck she's called now. Ortiz was freaking awesome here, though. It was short and quick, short and sweet, but uh, he was just losing his mind. <laughs> it was really entertaining. That's a thumbs up. Uh, I try, I try, I can't really keep up with all the promos and stuff on Rampage. It's a very fast-paced show, and for the most part, the, the, the promos are very, very quick. Like, you're talking 25... 40 seconds top so i will only point out the ones that like make me giggle or if there was actually some really inf in important information or anything of highlight a lot of them i just go okay it was just a standard promo nothing nothing special here i'll just pass on those okay private party isaiah cassidy and mark quinn they're going up here against swerve strickland and keith lee swerve in our glory for the aew tag team championships keith throws Isaiah but he lands on his feet that was really nice just fucking he tossed him must have been like six and a half seven feet in the air and he just lands beautifully on his feet lovely Isaiah does this like cool corkscrew knee over the top ropes to swerve that's another that's another thumbs up that's two quick thumbs up for Isaiah already my my Keith on the hot tag just throwing private party all over the ring I just love that classic Keith Lee just fucking throwing humming dudes all over the ring very enjoyable great selling by private party but Private Party will not go down, man. They are showing some really strong resilience in this match. Up until Swerve hits the JML Driver. And he puts Quinn away for their first retention of their tag team titles. Private Party is a really solid team, man. Like, I lost them a little bit there in the shuffle. Because, like, the depth of the tag team division in AEW is ridiculous. And these guys were er there early on. But I kind of lost them and with all the new tag teams and stuff showing up. But, man, I kind of forgot how good these guys were. But, yeah, they looked really good. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> I think I just had a little bit of a stroke there. <laughs> Isaiah showed off some really cool offense, and I just love Keith Lee throwing them around <laughs> like rag dogs, rag dolls, very entertaining. And uh, Swerve's JML Driver, that's a pretty damn cool looking move, man, I must say. And it was a solid match overall. Not amazing, but uh, not bad whatsoever. Just, But not, all, not even mad, just solid. Solid is fine. Nothing wrong with solid. House flips out at the at the factory backstage, flips their table. They're having a nice little card game and just bleh, Hulk fucking comes in, flying out of nowhere, just destroys everything. But it's okay. Everyone gets gets all hot and bothered, but QT calms them down. It's all gonna be good. Uh, is I don't know if Hobbs gonna do this or not. I think it couldn't hurt Hobbs to join up with the factory. I mean, almost everybody's on a some sort of team or factory thing or whatever like that. So I can see QT join it or uh, not QT join up, but I think Hobbs may very well just join up because he was already in a squad and I can't really see him just being on his own. So yeah, I could see him joining with the with the factory. What do y'all think? The reality is that Clayton, this guy, is talking shit to the crowd, and he says he's going to win his win the FDW title and bring respect back to New Jersey. I kind of like this guy. He's pretty entertaining on the mic, I must say. He's new, but just got to say, pretty funny on the mic. 
Then the FDW champion, Hook, he comes out to defend his title. The match starts, and Hook locks in the choke immediately, and Zack is out like a light. That was some funny stuff. Entertaining squash match. Uh, like I said, Zach Clayton's new, but he's, he's pretty entertaining, man. He's, he sold this. Very, it was entertaining for a squash match. That's not not too often. WWE, you got to start taking notes how to do an entertaining squash match because yours are just fucking boring. Next, we get Buddy Matthews. He is out here with Julia Hart of the House of Black. They're going. Uh, he's going up against Serpentico. Matthews absolutely destroys him in about a minute. He looked really good in that minute, but, uh, you know, it was a quick one. Miro comes out, oh my, he's got the mask of Malachi Black, oh yeah, how did he get that thing, he's not wearing it, but he's holding it, and he just throws it down, so did he attack Malachi Black in the back, we don't get to find out, but uh, yeah, interesting, Miro proceeds to kick Buddy's ass, and kicks him directly in the face with one of his big fucking kicks, woof, that was nasty, <laughs> Britt and her friends talk shit about Thunderstorm, DMD is just waiting for her next shot at the title, so... She ain't be doing much right now, but she'll she's waiting in the weeds for whoever, uh, well, whoever's going to be the champion after uh, Thunderstorm defends it. Next, we get Penelope Ford. Welcome back, Penelope. I kind of forgot you existed. I'm not going to lie, but uh, she's been gone for like over six months, so just give me a break here. She's going up against Athena. Athena is wearing some like Valkyrie wings that she made herself at home. They're pretty cool looking. You know, they move and, and wiggle and stuff, so, you know, better, way better than what I could ever do. Penelope Ford, uh, like I said, returned after being gone from injury for over six months, so we'll see if she's got some rust on that old bike, per se. I think she they said that she showed up on one show prior to this, but still, only one show under her belt, so yeah, she could still be working herself into uh, back into wrestling shape. Let's see. Ford, uh, Ford's husband, Kip Sapien, is wearing this, like, box thing on his head and some weird uh, phrases written all over. I can't remember what is written on it, but it's funny. And he's sitting there watching in the crowd. Athena hits a crazy-looking eclipse for the victory on this one. It was a pretty solid match between both women. They're both going back and forth, sharing offense. It was a pretty balanced match, but uh, Athena coming out uh, looking a little bit better in the end. But uh, not going to lie, I haven't seen Penelope in a long time. She looked pretty good, considering how long she's been gone. Uh, the Eclipse, though, I gotta say it almost every time I see it, it still makes me go, wow, it's still one of the coolest finishers in the business like right now. That's a thumbs up. And then the baddies come out, and Jade Cargill, they attack Athena after the match, and then Jade, with a fucking sludge hammer or some shit, she breaks the homemade wings of Athena. No! What a friggin' monster you are, Jade Cargill. How could you? What a bitch. And it's time for our main event. Trustbusters, Davari, Parker, Boudreaux, and Slim J versus, or sorry, with Sunny Kiss now, the new addition, versus best friends Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, and Orange Cassidy. This is in this is uh, in the trios tournament match. I uh, out of the gate, I think Boudreaux fell when he was doing some offense there. It looked like he fell out of the ring when he was attacking uh, Trent. I don't know if he did that by accident. It looked like an accident, but he recovered it so nicely that it looked like he did it on purpose. I was having a good old giggle about it. Slim J doing most of the work for the Trustbusters in this match. Uh, he does a nice diving reverse DDT for a very close call on Orange Cassidy. That was a damn near fall right there. Dan Housen appears from the crowd and curses Sonny. Ah. Best friends boost Orange Cassidy up for this like unique splash springboard combo thing for the victory, and they advance in the tournament. Best friends and Orange Cassidy matches are always fun to watch, man. Like you always get the classic Orange Cassidy stuff. It's still entertaining. I could watch it every single week, and it still makes me laugh. 
And plus, Slim J was looking pretty impressive in the ring, not gonna lie. The only problem is, he looks like a real goofball. <laughs> uh, pretty solid match, though, overall. Uh, this Rampage had no real bangers on it. Uh, they are building up some new talent, though, on the show, like Athena is starting to get her some more matches, looking more dominant against better talent. And Buddy Matthews starting to get some more uh, air time. They're, they both look good in their matches. They're just really kind of... Well, Athena's was more long was longer. Buddy Matthews was really short, but he fucking just kicked some ass really fast. So he looked good, too. Rooting for Athena to take down Jade, but uh, no one has been able to beat her yet, so we'll have to wait and see. But I think if anyone... Best person... Uh, the best shot that someone's had in a long time would be Athena, so maybe she's going to do it. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Solid show throughout. Nothing bad, uh, but uh, nothing really stood out to me overall this week. I'm going to give this one a 6 out of 10. All right, now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. It's the three stars of the week segment. What do you think about that jingle? I just came up. I think I actually just blacked out for a second. My vision is blurry. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. I ate mom's spaghetti. Oh shit. My. Oh. See, I can't rap. I only take. I can only take stuff from Eminem, and then I just go blank. <laughs> anyway, let's do a couple shout-outs here for Raw. I got two for Raw this week. I just have to shout-out the KO, Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre match. Even though there were shenanigans and it got spoiled at the end, that match... Wow, I can't wait for those two to meet in a full, like, get in a full program and start having some full-on matches without shenanigans and start getting them some, like, you know, let's get some, I can see these guys going in, a, a last-man-standing match would be amazing, a ladder match would be really fun, any kind of gimmick match like that, and this preview for what may be to come between these two, really fucking good, but uh, wasn't quite good enough to make the three stars, but if it got a clean finish, I think for sure it would have been my first star of the week, uh, excuse me, sorry, Sorry, Drew. I didn't mean to burp. And I'm sorry I couldn't give you a star, bro. I wanted to. I really wanted to. But those damn Usos, man. Those damn Usos. You take it out on them, okay? And the other match on Raw was Theory versus Ziggler. It was another really good match. I uh, just really enjoyed. It was refreshing to see Ziggler in a singles match again. That was longer than a couple minutes. And he's been in a tag team situation for a long time. Just really been kind of been kind of under mid-card level for a long time. It's really refreshing to see him in a main event there for Raw. That was awesome. And he put on a really good match there against Theory. I didn't expect anything less. Uh, amazing selling, as always, from Ziggler, and Theory looked good. Okay, so let's get into the actual stars. So the third star of the week goes to... SmackDown. Fatal five-way match. Oh, hell yeah. That was a good match. Uh, the best thing on that Montreal show. Uh, otherwise, a fairly weak show if it wasn't for this match uh, and Sami Zayn and the Montreal crowd. It would have been a pretty weak SmackDown overall, but this match saved them from uh, getting probably the lowest, lo one of the lowest scores, if not the lowest score for a show I've given out since I started recording this podcast. So, you're well, you you better thank uh, Sami Zayn and that Montreal crowd, Triple H, because he saved you from a, from a low score from me. But uh, no, it was a really solid match. All five guys, again, they're they're making these matches a lot more balanced. Everyone looking really good, and they're not, sh you know, making too many guys go disappear for too long, except maybe Madcap in this one. But you know, we had they had to give Sammy his spotlight in this one. You just have to with that hot crowd. It was amazing. And like kind of a bonus star there. The third star going with this is that Montreal crowd because they were they were great for the most part. They did they did kind of blow their load there, I think, a little bit on the Sami Zayn stuff because they, they seemed tired later on in the show for Drew McIntyre and Roman, but they were still great, still a great crowd. And the second star is going to Did you guess it? Probably not. Second star goes to 
Dynamite trios tag team match. Oh fuck yeah! That with Kenny Omega coming back, I I I really wanted to just give it first star, but um. Maybe I should have, but, uh, you know, I think that would have been cheating. It was a really good match. Uh, how could it not be with the Young Bucks and, and Kenny O freaking Mega in it? Uh, I probably would have gotten my first star if the if the return for Kenny didn't get spoiled for me. Then I would have had that legitimate actual pop for his return. Sadly got spoiled for me, and maybe that knocked down, you know, half a point or maybe even a full point for that match because someone had to say something about it. I'm not going to throw that person under the bus, but... Yeah, someone that I really, really like, and I'm really disappointed that it happened because uh, he's not known for doing stuff like that. It was really random, so we'll see what happens in the future, but please don't do that again. Anyway, without further ado, the first star of the week is going to... Dynamite! Brian Danielson versus Garcia. Damn, this was a good-ass match, man. This is, this is one of my... You know, right up my alley kind of matches. Strong style with good technical wrestling. These guys are both like almost copy and paste carb, like very similar styles. Like Daniel Garcia being a lot, ver a lot younger version of Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, whatever the fuck, I don't care. Uh, wow, these two mesh together excellently this week on Dynamite. That was awesome. Uh, really enjoyed their match. They seriously beat the fuck out of each other. Both of their necks down all the way down their chest was beat red at the end of that match. Garcia has some of the nicest chops in the biz. Like, whew, he's got some beautiful chops. And and good. Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danison does not shy away from, from a fucking fight. And neither does Garcia. So they both went at each other. And it was a very, very great match. I really enjoyed it. My, my recommendation of this week would be to go check out that match. And while you're at it, go check out the best show, I think, of this week. And that would be Dynamite. Uh, I think Dynamite's going to be holding a pretty big streak here. Unless Triple H can pull something pretty big out of his ass here soon but dynamite is just rocking and rolling they're just they're just killing it right now and now that kenny omega's back good luck uh triple h i hope you good luck like this is a good good luck like i love uh the fact that we got some good competition now when aew got going i was excited for that competition but it seemed like vince mcmahon was just like uh, we're, you're, you're just not, we're, we're completely different, like, businesses, man, like, the, the WWE empire, Vince McMahon's empire is so much different, uh, than what AEW is trying to do, AEW is trying to bring, make wrestling fucking great again, and that's exactly what they're doing, and WWE is more about, you know, making it a brand, making it, uh, fucking social media empire and they do so much good as well like they have tons of great fundraisers stephanie and all those people they do so many great things and now that i think they got the full reins i think we're gonna see hopefully soon i don't think it's gonna happen overnight but even though there's been improvements overnight i don't think we're gonna see it's they're still in a rebuild phase i feel like but i think triple h can make some tweaks maybe if he makes some of these uh free agents that are out there i'm not gonna say who or whatever but um if some of these people can come back i can see wwe you know maybe this isn't a full rebuild maybe it's just a retool and a, a retinkering and they're gonna get back on their feet sooner rather than later but i think give give triple h a solid six months to a year and i think this show is gonna be right back in the fight there with aew but we'll just have to wait and see that's my early predictions for it i have a lot of faith in triple h because i watched his nxt product and i absolutely adored it uh, some of the best wrestling I've I've ever seen in my life on those NXT takeovers. Wow. Just unbelievable stuff. But uh, yeah, Dynamite is getting my show of the week. So if you only have time for one show this week and uh, you, you still haven't watched it, so go ahead and watch Dynamite, man. Do yourself a favor. Check that show out. It was real good shit. And uh, that is all for me this week, everybody. I uh, hope you like the new style. I'm trying to cut down on, you know, make the notes a little bit better 
you know, more entertaining to hear. We're going to talk more about storylines and predictions and where I think storylines are going instead of just talking about wrestling move highlights. I'll still do it when it's worth talking about, but I won't just make it so much of it. So I hope if anyone, you know, if you have anything to say about that, let me know, man. I'm I'm all about uh, constructive criticism and just trying to make the show as good as possible. So I'm trying to cut out some of that fat and make it more meaty for you guys. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. Make sure you like or subscribe, whatever you have to do, whatever fucking streaming platform you are. Just make sure you like, like this thing. If you're digging it, if you're not, let me know why. And I'm all, I'm all about it, man. Like I'm my biggest critic. So I listen to my own shit and I beat myself up for fucking up. So don't worry if uh, it, it won't hurt my feelings too badly. Uh, Cause I do it all the time. So thank you guys for watching not watching god damn it i'm gonna get that thank you for listening to the wrestling podcast this week i hope you enjoyed i what did you guys think of this week in wrestling honestly i think it was a little bit of a weaker uh week in wrestling only uh, dynamite was really the standout show this week all the other ones nothing bad i'm not gonna say nothing was bad but all of it was just kind of like okay nothing really there were some good matches sprinkled in there especially on raw and stuff but Honestly, uh, Rampage and SmackDown. If it wasn't, I don't. If I think uh, that show wasn't in Montreal, that would have been like a borderline not good show. That Fatal Five Way uh, really saved that show. But anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna log off now. Thank you everybody for listening. Tell your friends about the podcast, and I will see you again soon. Make sure you check out tomorrow. There's going to be a game. Uh, what do you call it? GamerCast on Sundays. So make sure you check that out. Okay, everybody. Thank you. Have yourself a great weekend and a good week. I will see you soon.